Well, I think the uh, baseball fight time is done. Hopefully, at least. This is StuPod, everybody. I am Mike Oz. And I'm Chris Swick. Chris, are you, are you done with fight talk? Have we, have we got past that? Uh, maybe we're going to bring it to the podcast. Maybe we're going to fight this week. I hope not, man. I don't want to have to punch you in the face. Because we all know if we, you and I got in a fight that I would win. If you punch me in the face, I would not go down like Jose Batista. You know? I'd be standing up there. Were you underwhelmed by the suspensions? I was kind of underwhelmed. I, I was, a little I was, bit, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I guess, you know, we, we did a little roundtable predicting how long Odor's suspension would be on the site. And just in researching some of the past suspensions, I was kind of surprised that we've never seen one exceeding, what, 10 games yeah. for a brawl? So that, that kind of shocked me. Yeah, I just thought there might be more people. Like, I thought, you you know, you get a couple more guys who got a game or two or yeah, something. That too. I, I thought Batista would get more than one game. I, you know, some people were saying that he should get, like, ten. I, I didn't believe that. But, um, I, thought, I don't know, I thought three or four, something like that. But, I don't know. But, uh, I guess, it seems like it seems like that's kind of done. I mean, we're, 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 pretty, we're coming out of that news cycle, which I think is, is fine by me. It's good to talk about some other things. Um one that I thought was interesting that I wanted to bring up, and, and maybe you know a minute into the show I shouldn't start ranting, but I thought it was ridiculous that it was getting painted out there that Bartolo Colon was living a double life because he had a couple children out of wedlock that he was getting sued by the baby mama and wasn't paying child support, and that's a whole court case, and I'm not I'm not you know going to talk about that or make fun of it or anything. But when I saw the headline that said Bartolo Colon had a double life, like I was expecting way more than that, man. Like, like that did not deliver. And I don't know about you, Chris. I don't know, you know, how you consumed this story, but I saw Bartolo Cologne double life, and I'm like, ooh, what if Bartolo Cologne, like, has this other family, and they don't know he's Bartolo Cologne? Like, he's just, <laughs> he just Bart, you know, and, and and he like has a regular job, they think, and he's just like, you know, a traveling tire salesman or something, and he just goes on the road for you know every once in a while, and they have no idea that that their dad is Bartolo Cologne. Like, I, that that's the story I want, like. Kids out of wedlock, I, I don't know. I mean, we've kind of been there and done that, right? Yeah, you really you really took it a different way than I did. I mean, I, I love your interpretation. I would love if that was really the case here. But uh, I don't know. I guess you just have a better imagination than I do. Dude, if you tell me secret thing. life and, like, double double family type thing, or double life, secret family, all that, like... Like I really want the double life. Like, and then that's all I've been thinking about is like, what kind of what kind of life would Bartolo Colon have? What, what would his, what would his second job be? I, I think I think for the for to keep the baseball disguise up, he'd have to be a traveling something. Like you know, he'd have to be like, I'm going on. Dad's going on the road again, guys. I'm gonna go uh, see if I can unload unload all this product. You know, we got a we got an extra big shipment of product down at the warehouse this week, and they really need me to get rid of it. So, uh, me and my friends Matt and Noah and Jacob, we're gonna we're gonna do this road yeah. trip and. And it's not it's not vague at all that he just says product. Yeah. Uh, you've got to, to, uh, got to move this stuff, or, man. Got to move these units. Yeah, he's a drug dealer. You've made him a drug dealer now in his second life. Oh no no no! I'm, that's not what I'm implying at all. Like it's just it's just something. I mean it's it's like no, a, I, I know I know. It's more but, of a Vandalay Industries thing. It's just like whatever like whatever it is whatever made, it is that he's selling. It's just you know we got we're overstocked right now. We got we got to move the units, guys. You just made it so vague that it sounds like he's dealing drugs as opposed to. Selling potato chips, and he comes in with his with his briefcase at, at at home. You know, he walks in with his briefcase, and he's like, "All right, dad, dad has to go to the study and and catch up on his paperwork." And it's just scouting reports, and he's looking at you know how to strike out Bryce Harper. Has a little little glasses reading reading. Yeah, 
come on, man, that's so good. Like, I wish, I wish that was it. That that that'd be a much better Bartolo Colon story. That's true. Well, maybe when they make the movie, that can be the the focus of it. What needs to happen is I I really just need to start writing Bartolo Colon fan fiction. Fanfic, yeah, yeah for sure. That's what it is. It's like Bartolo Colon's double life. There is certainly a market for that. You know what it I could be? Confident. It could basically be Family Guy just with Bartolo Colon as Peter Griffin. You could pretty much do that. That would be funny. Mm-hmm. All right. I would read it. Can't you see it? I would read it. Can't you just kind of see, like, Bartolo Colon, kind of lovable goofball? I think I think it'd be good. I like it. So uh, none of this is the point of the podcast this week. This is just me going off. Um, Chris, you got to pick the point of the podcast this week, so I'm going to let you explain it because I've been talking a lot. And if, and if you let me talk, I'm just going to start talking about Bartolo Colon Double Lives. Right. Well, I figure we're about a month and a half into the season. Um, we've seen some teams perform better than expected. And I don't know, a month and a half isn't a really long time, but you start to look at things at this point and maybe reconsider some of what you thought in February and March and April. And everyone knows what we thought because we put out season predictions. Um, believe it was on the... Monday, the start of the season, the, the Monday opening day, since there were like 13 opening days this year. So I thought this is a good opportunity for us to go back and to look over some of those predictions and to do three things. We're going to name one prediction we definitely want to take back. Yeah, I got, I got like six, but I'll pick one. One that we got right and feel even better about today, and one that doesn't look so good right now, but we're still standing by it. All right. So, where do you want to start there? What? Well, so you want I to think go negative. I, you want to go positive? Well, I think one thing we should we should acknowledge too, and, and maybe this might be one of our answers, but we should both acknowledge that um, neither of us are anywhere close to the Orioles, and I don't think a lot of people were. But um, to me, like that's one of the glaring ones. Like I look at, I, I picked the Orioles to finish last. They're obviously in first. Um, and, I, and I've thought if that's if that's the one I'm going to take back, right? Should that be the one I take back them as a, a last place team? And you know, Baltimore, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to take that one. Back. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. Not because I'm hating on you, um, but I I only picked the Orioles to finish 80 and 82. So you know, I, I don't feel like I was I was too mean. I feel like that could still happen. The one I'm going to take back, I think it's going to be Matt Harvey as Cy Young. I think I got to go there. Not looking great right now. Not looking good. Uh, I thought I thought I thought he kind of like was going to hit that hit that gear this year. Um, wrote something about him today, going through all of his problems. Uh, kind of amazing that you know we we answered some of the is Matt Harvey broken questions you know the first couple weeks of the season, and I, I didn't like to do that kind of stuff. But uh, it's amazing his ERA is still near five, and we're you know on the on the downhill slope in June, you know, we're, we're getting closer to June. And if it's if past Memorial day and his ERA is five, then I'm going to be like, uh, so I'm not feeling good about Matt Harvey, man. I'm, 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 I'm taking that one away. Yeah, that's a good answer. Uh, you know, to go with the Orioles, the Orioles talk, you, you, gonna, know, you gonna use your mulligan on the Orioles. No, because I, I feel the same way as you. That's, that's a tough division and the Orioles, it's not like they're out to this, tremendous lead I still they might not finish in last but 
they could finish fourth, and I wouldn't be shocked. So, I I agree with you on that one, or at least I'm taking your stance there. Baltimore, Baltimore. Sorry, man. Can't can't apologize to you yet. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I would take back my American League rookie prediction. I had AJ Reed of the Houston Astros, and he's not even in the majors yet. Which you, you know where he is. He's on the minor league DL, I think. Is he? Well, he well he's he's been he's in Fresno. I know that. That's where I live. And right. He's he's he was mashing out here for a while. I don't know. He might be in the DL, but he was he's doing pretty good. Well, I mean, I don't think being in the minors right now necessarily disqualifies you from winning. I think we've seen people come up later in the season and win the Rookie of the Year award, like Carlos Correa last year. Right, but I guess I don't know what his timetable is now because Tyler White got off to that really good start. He slumped for a while. He's picked it up a little bit in the last couple days, and obviously the better he plays, the less they need to bring up Reed. So I've got some concerns there because I just kind of figured he would be up as soon as possible and just mashing taters in the big leagues. That has not happened. Well, I mean, maybe they just can't win all the rookie of the years, right? I mean, they won last year. True. Well, my so my other thing was, is there an American League rookie running away with with the award right now? Because I I guess off the top of my head, I can't I can't think of one. Can you? Um, your boy in Texas is doing pretty good, isn't he? Your boy Nomar. Oh yeah, Nomar Mazzara um, played really well. He might be the favorite right now. Yeah. I, I am looking this up, by the way. I think that 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 might be all I got at the moment. I, I can't think of uh, I can't think of anyone who is really just you know killing it. Like you know, there's a couple guys in the in the NL, obviously, with, with Trevor Story, who um, you know maybe not anymore, but um, you know, there, there, there's definitely some guys in the NL. I don't know about I don't know about the American League. I picked uh, who, who did I pick for the American League Rookie of the Year? Oh, I picked Buxton. So yeah, I, I definitely should probably. <laughs> taking that back, but again, though, there's time. There could be time for that. You know, he could right. he could come back and and you know do it. Um, I mean, maybe maybe Young Ho Park. I guess yep. he, he might be he might be a guy. He has the according to Fangraphs, he has the best WAR right now of of rookie of AL rookies, and then Mazzara, and then Tyler White. Yeah. So so there you go. And pitching wise, there's really not much yet. I, so it's it's pretty wide open. I suppose AJ Reed could still do it, but I think Mazzara is a is a much better choice at this point. Well, Chris, I'm always right about things, so now we know that. All right, where do you want to <laughs> where do you want to go next? You want to go with what, uh, what, are you, what are you feeling good about? Let's let's just talk about what we're feeling good about. What am I feeling good about? Um, I don't know. What, what am Nothing. I feeling good about? <laughs> feeling good about anything? No, I, well, I mean, you picked the Rangers to win the World Series. You feel good about that? I do. I, well, that that's kind of what I was leaning towards, I guess. But the the Mariners have a one game lead over them now, so they're they're still in the hunt, but they're not at the top of that division. But yeah, I do feel good about them. You know what you should feel good about, Chris? You should feel good about the fact that you picked Freddie Gonzalez to get the first first manager to get fired. That's true. You Here, should, you should feel good about that. Here's what here's what I feel good about. I got I got my real answer. Right. My AL and NL breakout pitchers. I had Taiwan Walker for Seattle, Vincent Velasquez for the Phillies. There you go. Uh, both guys have performed really well. Got a little bit lucky there. 
I, I'll admit, but uh, I feel good about both of them. Feel like they can both some mostly keep up what they've done thus far. I'm uh, I'm feeling good with my Chris Sale Cy Young yeah, pick, man. That was great. I'm liking that one. And he pitches. He he, he, he could be nine and zero by the time uh, shortly after people pitches, listen to this. Yeah, he's pitching today, right? Right, or potentially right now, depending on when you listen to this. Yep. Yeah, Chris Sale's been doing great, man. I'm and uh, I, I also had the the choice of whether I was going to keep him or someone else in fantasy baseball, and I picked him, so I'm feeling good about that. I think it was him and Dallas Keuchel, and I think I made the I made the right choice there. Yep. Um, yeah, Chris Sale, eight no. 1.67 ERA. I'm liking, I'm liking all those things, and uh, you know he's he's a guy that I think we've been we we knew everything was there for him. You know, I mean he had all the all the traits and, and all the skills. It was just a matter of you know kind of not getting hurt and getting sport and whatever. So Chris Sale, Chris Sale's doing it, man, and I'm feeling good. I'm riding that, I'm living and, that White Sox life. Yeah, and part of it was. The White Sox had to be good, you know, good enough to to support him and get the votes from people who care about wins and care about teams making the playoffs, and they've been a lot better than expected, so that's certainly helping. Yeah. It's putting him ahead of a guy like, I don't know, well, any everyone else because he's banked all these wins. Yeah. But like, I was going to say, like, Corey Kluber, who I picked, I feel like Sale has a big edge, not only because of the wins, but because his team is playing better. And your boy... Uh... Your boy Danny Salazar out there and all those kind of guys who are doing well. Right. But uh, give it to Chris Sale, man. Give it to Chris Sale. All right. Now, this one, I, I'm not ready to transition to our last, our last oh, you thing got more? yet. Okay. Well, well I, you feel got? Like, you got? I feel like as kind of a, a little aside here, we should discuss um, our Grinky or Price question. Mm. It, <laughs> we, you and I both took Grinky. Neither have pitched well. So is that, are you still going to stand by Grinky, or do you feel like Price has an edge? Or I'm sorry, I had to yawn on the podcast. That's what happens. That's what happens when you spend like six hours in the car like I did yesterday. You have a little bit of car hangover. Um, it, it's tough, you know. Like I felt like they were both going to be good. So when we did that question, I thought it was like, which good guy is going to be better, you know? Right, and, right. And it's turned into like, which guy who's not doing so wonderfully is going to kind of get it together? And um, I, I don't know. I guess like it seems like Price has been doing better, kind of based on the idea that um, you know his his team is kind of masking the fact that he has a you know five plus ERA. Like True. you just go like, oh, he has six wins. He he's six and one. He's doing yeah, great. He's six and, you and know, one somehow. He's doing wonderful. And you're like, oh, oh, the RA is five point five three. Never mind. Um, you know, but but so I, I, but I guess like I'm joking, but there is probably a real point there to say that, um, you know, I, I feel like the the Red Sox as a whole are probably in a better position to, um, you know, carry him than than the Diamondbacks, where you know they need Granky or, or else. And uh, you know, it seems like David Price, you know, they've been working with him on figuring out whatever's busted with his mechanics, so. Um, if we're going here on out, which one's going to have a better season? I, th- I think I might go David Price. Yeah, I think I agree for a lot of the reasons you said. And, and with Price, Copy I guess me, man. maybe maybe it's not fair because we have some explanation. Like you said, they, they've talked about mechanical stuff, whereas we haven't heard much of that with Grinky. Yeah. I do think, I mean, both are bound to, to pitch better and have better years. So 
I don't think they're just going to suck from here on out. Much but, like my NL comeback player of the year prediction, Adam Wainwright. Only only yeah, getting better, man. It can only go up. That's true. So you're not going to stand by Adam Wainwright, it sounds like. Or no, are you? No, I'm not. I'm not going to stand by Adam Wainwright, and I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to use that one as my my mulligan because I didn't think comeback player of the year was a big enough thing. But what I'm going to stick by, and I looked at it and I considered, and I, you know, there, there's I have this big this big glaring World Series. The Astros are in it, and the Pirates are in it. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Astros are not doing so well. They're, nope. They're in last place. They are in a division where the Mariners and the Rangers are both proving themselves to be pretty good teams. Do I think the Astros can can rebound and turn it around? Yes. Do I think they're going to go to the World Series? I'm not sure that I feel good enough about that to, to, to place on this one. So I'm going to go to the other side of it. The Pirates. I picked the Pirates. I kind of liked that pick because I thought they were a team that you know, it's a little little bit under the radar, but kind of has like the, the stuff to get it done. And they've obviously just been eclipsed in the NL Central by the Cubs. You know, like the Cubs have just wiping everybody's slate. So obvious World Series favorite. You know, everyone everyone getting ready for the Cubs this year. I'm gonna stick with the Pirates. So that's that's what I'm sticking with. I'm I'm, I'm thinking that the Pirates are a team that you know could get it done in the postseason. I think I think we've We've seen them kind of getting better. I think they're gonna they're gonna kind of pull it together. Their, their run differential obviously is not ideal right now, but I think I think they're gonna improve. And uh, you know, while they're a good team, they're obviously not like top of the league World Series type team. But I'm not giving up on that one yet. Hey, Garrett Cole said he wasn't even impressed with the Cubs. There, see, so there, you're just you're just buying right into. Garrett you know what Cole. it was? I heard Garrett Cole say that, and I'm like, yep, I believe you, man. Whatever you say, Garrett Cole. You just confirmed all my, your my dude, biases. My dude, Garrett Cole. Yeah, so I'm 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 gonna stick I'm gonna stick with the Pirates, although it's it's not looking it's not looking great. I'm gonna stick with it. So one of my more glaring predictions was uh, Red Sox catcher Blake Swihart as my breakout hitter in the American League. He's currently in the minors. That's good. That's good though. Yeah, it's on a good trajectory. And. Uh, Maybe he'll break out of the minors and then. That's possible. Yeah, I yeah. I guess what I'm what I'm trying to say is I still have faith in him being a a good hitter going forward. Um, I I'm worried a little bit about his playing time, especially because he's in the minors now and you don't know when he's going to get back. But the Red Sox sent him down after like six games or something ridiculous, and I didn't agree with the move then. I don't agree with it now. I'm not giving up on Blake Swihart. I still have faith. You know what? Um, I, I like that you're spending your time here talking about like breakout hitters and breakout pitchers, Chris. Yeah, you're, you're really you're really doing a lot to break out of that nerd demographic, man. Well, you're building your brand right now. What? Uh, building your you brand. Know, I, I look at I. I didn't have the Astros in the World Series. Oh, you know, oh, I didn't have anything oh, okay. glaring as yeah, that. Yeah, I get it. I see what you're saying now. I, I didn't even have the Astros making the playoffs, so now I, I look really good. You punk. Um, but that, yeah, that was good. That was, that was good the way you turned that around on me. I'll give you that. Right. Well, there, there's no. I mean, I don't want to say my predictions are perfect because I'll get destroyed. The one glaring thing I guess I had was the Indians winning the AL Central, but 
they're currently in second place right now. So, cool guy, cool guy over here. All I'm right. just killing it. I'm, 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 let's, you know what? You know who I want to give a shout out to on their predictions? Who? Because because and he, he we don't give him enough credit for everything he does. Mark Townsend, all right. Mark Townsend well, hope- picked uh, Big Poppy as the AL home run champ. Oh, I didn't realize no, that. Nobody else picked that, right? No, I mean, Ortiz is killing it. Well, see, I was I was also going to praise Townie for saying he was going to hit forty three home runs. Right. So he's he's got he went all in on the Ortiz love, and it's really paid off. Yeah, I, you know, like Townie, man. Shout out to Mark Townsend. I don't know if he I don't know if Townie listens to the podcast, but if if he if he is, man. Pat yourself on the back right now, Townie. And if you know Townie, I'm, I'm sure some of you do, like know him personally and hang out with him, pat him on the back because he's a good guy. Right? <laughs> sure. No, none of you know him personally. I'm just kidding. Uh, all right. Well, those are our predictions, I think. Uh, if you guys want to find all this reference we're talking about, you can also just search it out. Just search 2016 MLB predictions, big leagues do, and they'll, they'll come up and... I'm sure we'll revisit this again and and uh, pick out some of the things we don't like, but uh, maybe then I will apologize to the Orioles fans. But as of right now, I'm still not ready to apologize. Same here. All right, let's uh, let's talk to Bad News Ramen, who I'm sure has some interesting things on his mind. This is the Stew Pod. We'll be right back. It is time for another installment of Three Strikes with my main man, Bad News Ramen. What is happening? Man, I felt like the conversation we had earlier before we started doing all this stuff, talking about rap soundtracks or rap movie soundtracks and stuff. I, yeah, that's that's gold right there. You know, you should have recorded. We should have recorded that. We should have, we should have talked about us playing the uh, talking about the House Party Two soundtrack and the Who's the Man soundtrack. <laughs> the the Pajammy Jammy Jam. Yeah. <laughs> pajammy Jammy Jam. Pajammy Jammy Jam. So uh, <clears throat> before we get into that, and we start. To, I start talking about Jodeci and KCI and JoJo, uh, who I never really listened to anyways. But I was always more of a hardcore rapper type listener believe it or not if you could tell by the way i talk but let's get this rolling let's go ahead and go with a uh, strike, strike one and see if i can see if i can remember what i even want to talk about so um let's see oh yeah hey so uh lenny dykstra with his uh steroid o's um <laughs> lenny dykstra and you, you know you, swick came out with the story saying that you know he's he's been very open with his conversation with, about taking steroids and stuff which isn't anything new I mean, Dykstra's been, I mean, Dykstra's not a poster boy for anything. I mean, if he has to be a poster boy for steroids, uh, I guess that would be the case. But what what I really want to open up is, remember he said chew on that chaw like crazy? I mean, he had yeah. like a big old thing of chaw. I, yeah. I wanted, I want to, I want to, you know, we talked about 30-30 last week. I want a video documentary or just like a 30 on 30 of like how much he, how he ate so much chaw. I mean, that stuff was like. You know, he'd swing, he would swing, and then a, a big piece of chaw would come out. I remember there was like a, he had like even like a big old block of chaw in there. So, um, I want a Facebook live of Lenny Dykstra's mouth. You could Facebook, <laughs> yeah, and that, that mouth is probably brutal because I think he, I think he might have gotten cancer from that. I think there was something, there was some, and he, had, he might have even tried to come out with like kind of like a public service announcement when he was making the media rounds a couple years ago. Like, don't chew chaw, kids. <laughs> it's like, dude, no, no. That, I, Kids don't chew chaw, but Lenny, you keep on chewing chaw because that is a work of art, dude. Like that, that should have like its own like MoMA, you know, uh, Museum of Modern Art uh, exhibit, you know, just like you could just walk into a room instead of like Picasso's Blue Period. Check this out. You guys are like, man, this guy knows what he's talking about. Picasso's Blue Period. They should, you should walk in, 
you should you should walk into I'm, I'm a smart guy <laughs> you should and anybody says that they're a smart guy usually a smart guy but in this case i'm a smart guy but you can walk into a room and just and just look at all the pictures of, of lenny dykstra chewing cha like when he was like you know eight months old and eight eight years old 18 <laughs> years old bottle. yeah <laughs> i would go all over the country to see this this exhibit by lenny dykstra called you know cha cha by lenny dykstra and i would just go you know and you can coordinate with baseball games and stuff but you could have like a little nice booth of exhibit of him chewing cha and i think that worked out great i think he's just do it in like a like a food truck and like just just him just tour the country like just go city to city doing it lenny dykstra's chimichangas chimichang guys (laughs) (laughs) oh man all right we're not gonna beat that what's strike two uh strike two is uh we have a uh, Kurt Schilling, and I think Kurt Schilling is quickly becoming a uh, a stew pod favorite. Correct? You, I mean, you I've... don't say. Yeah. Hey, you we're just talk say. about let's talk about Kurt Schilling. But uh, he calls. Uh, I think I thought he was totally wrong about him calling uh, Stephen A. Smith a racist and a bigot. I think he's totally wrong about that. Stephen A. Smith is an idiot, and I think that's all you have to say. It's like I don't know why this is even. Well, I'm not going to say I don't know why this is even a story. I mean, it is a story because I'm talking about it, but. Stephen Stephen A. Smith is a moron, and you know to, to go to the, with the whole kind of racist kick and stuff like that. And you can call Schilling a racist; I don't care what it is. Um, there, here, here's a here's a here's the deal. The difference that I have with Schilling, right? Like Schilling actually like believes what he says, and you know if there may be some racial undertones with it, you know, with the things that he says, it's, it's a very conservative type view. But um, he's unapolog- unapologetic about it. So, you know, if if I know, I mean. So you take like me and you, right? Like there's a lot, there's a lot of people that will look at our last names and they will treat us a certain way because of that. I've always respected the people that would come out and actually say like, Hey, I don't like you because of your last name. It's like, Oh, at least I know where you're coming from as compared to the person that says, um, Hey, you know, you're a great guy, this, that, and this. And when I, when I turn around and go around the corner, they're like, yeah, man, you know, he's a, you know, he's, he's like, you know, what, whatever, whatever racial epithet they want to, or epithet or whatever the heck I'm trying to say, whatever they want to call me at least with Schilling, I know where he's coming from. Stephen A. Smith to me, um, you know, he, he just wants to create controversy because it'll increase his ratings and it it makes them relevant in the, uh, spectrum of ESPN or in social media. Uh, the guys, he's a waste of space. And I've said this before too. I mean, I don't think so much that he's a racist. I think he reads his own press clippings. I think he's a moron. And I think the biggest problem that I ever had with Stephen A. Smith was that I was actually in Colorado during the time that, uh, Kobe uh, kind of had that little uh, foray into um, extramarital relations as it is, whether it was a certain type of relation or another type of relation. Um, and when he got a, I think he got acquitted or something or, you know, charges got dropped or they did a settlement. And Stephen A. tried to come out of the woodwork and say, like, you know, well, I'm, I'm glad to see that a black man, you know, uh, was able to, you know, ride the ride the tide and, and not get in trouble and be put in jail. I'm like, dude, I'm like, give me a break, dude. Like, they're not going to put Kobe and Bryant in jail. If they didn't put O.J. Simpson in jail in the beginning, they're not going to put Kobe Bryant in jail. So don't try to come with this black man crap that, that you like to do and, you know, sport that you're, you're black. I'm like, I know you're black, dude. You don't need to tell me that you're black. I mean, talk about the stupid story entirely, which you can't do because, you know, you're, you're a hack and you're an idiot. So next time, Kurt Schilling, don't call the guy a racist. Don't call him a bigot. Just call him a hack. That 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 does hack. Hack a Smith. Hack a Smith. There we go. You've also invented an NBA strategy there, Hackersmith. Yeah, Hackersmith. Yeah, Hack A. Smith. Yeah, terrible. Strike three. Uh, strike three. So you are a reporter, correct? Uh, somewhat. I mean, I'm also a, a, a opinion opinion person. So and 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 you're and you're somewhat of a of a of a good reporter. I mean, if if I've had any say in your career, I would, I would like to say you know you're a 
you're a pretty decent reporter. You know, you're, you're, you're better, you're better than decent. You know, you're not a hack. So I'm asking you right now, what is, what do you think my reaction to is to, uh, Odor and the Batista fight? If you had to like, like think about and be an opinion person, like you say you are, what do you think my reaction is to it? Uh, I think I, I thought you probably enjoyed the fact that there was a, a good fight in baseball. You think I'm like a, a sadist? Do you think I like seeing people get punched up? And you think that's the type of person that I am? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, you're you're 100 percent wrong. I am not a sadist. Now, granted, I do like I do like to you know there was a kid this morning that uh you know I was walking my daughter to class and he kept on looking at me, and he was like a three or four year old you know four or five year old kid and he kept on like staring at me, and you know the, those the, those you know the the ghetto that has started to come out of me the, those juices started to flow and I finally looked at him I was like dude do I owe you money or what kid I'm like stop looking at me but that that's in no way doesn't mean that I enjoyed you know watching Odor punch Bautista in the mouth mouse in the sure. mouth I, I, I would have bet the money that you would have enjoyed that no I, I didn't enjoy it but this is what it, this is what I this is what I appreciated is that I was against the whole Batista bat uh, bat flip I'm, I'm kind of against the whole kind of uh, Bryce Harper let's make you know baseball fun again and let's pose and and you know carry out a, a championship belt you know while, while we're in the batter's box and stuff I'm against all that stuff I'm against showing up the pitcher I've always been against that but what I appreciated about the fight was that whether I like Batista or not, which I kind of don't, um, I've always been a proponent of like, okay, if you're going to do a bat flip, then expect to get either jilted in the ass by a pitcher or expect something else. And this is what happened. He, I, you know, the something else happened. And Batista did what he did, and now he has to pay for it. He paid his debt for the for what he wanted to do. So my my kind of conscience is clear because it's like, okay, you know, Batista, if he's going to do his bat flip, you know just expect the repercussions. He got his repercussions. And to tell you the truth, you know, he, he, he wasn't a little girl about it. He didn't cry about it. He's like, this is what happened. Um, the, the guy that I really want to commend during that whole fight was Adrian Beltre, because yeah. the second that, that Bautista got hit, he was out on his feet. And it was, it, it was going to remind me of when, uh, Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson. He gave him like a really good shot. And, uh, Tyson was kind of backing up a little bit. I don't know about the adore kind of, you know, getting his glove and trying to slap him with his glove after he clocked him with one of the best clocks I've ever seen, even though I didn't enjoy that fight. But <laughs> if, if, if Beltrade didn't, didn't grab Batista right away, uh, Odor's coming in with, with another straight, another straight hook and a lot of damage could have, could have been done. And I don't think I personally don't like that in terms of baseball, um, but Beltre was really the kind of the unsung hero. He, he was able to defuse that. And then all the other kind of, you know, little girls came in and they wanted to start a melee and, and started wanting to get all mad and stuff. And that, that's garbage. I mean, melees are melees. If you're going to, you know, if you're going to do a melee, then you might as well do like a full blown fight, dude. I mean, I've seen, I've seen melees where people are like throwing each other and slamming each other and beating each other. You know, it's not this little, like kind of like dancing on your tippy toes and like jumping over people and pointing at them. So you know, from melees aside and people get all excited about that, you're getting excited about the wrong things. Um, the other thing that I kind of want to talk about too, as well is that, uh, the hey, Texas crowd, four? Is that what we're doing? No, 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 no. This is still within the fight. Oh, you know, okay. so, so, right, so, right. so I, I made three points in, in this, in third strike. Number one, Batista got what was coming to him. Okay. This, this is for the common folk, like guys like you, not, not good reporters <laughs> like you. Uh, Batista got what was coming for him. Okay. It, and he he handled it like a pro because he it, it happened he he owned up to it he didn't cry about it so good for you Jose Bautista number two is that Adrian Beltre saved him from from possible injury 
and looking more like more like a, a little something that I can't say on air than he already did. And then number three, the stupidity of the St- Texas Rangers fans to start chanting USA. I mean, are you kidding me? Like USA? I'm like USA. Get, get I mean, what is this? Dude? Like it's the Toronto Blue Jays, dude. It's not, it's not like a, it's not like when the Blue Jays come in and go like, man, they're not from the USA. I'm like, give me a break, dude. And all of a sudden, it became like a WWE thing, right? And all of a sudden, I, I had visions of a match. Ooh, yeah, look at that right there, yeah. So that's all I gotta say about it. I, I think I, I think I uh, I I got my three points. I'm gonna do my Robert Dole, you know, three points on Jose Bautista, and I think I did it good, but. um Hey, is that two weeks you, in a row we've done a Macho Man impersonation? Did you do? Yeah, I, mean, I I can I can do others, but um, yeah. two two weeks in a row we got the Macho Man in there. Yeah. All right, Macho Man. No, Thank you, Bad News Ramen. Yeah, that, that was a good one, wasn't for it? For our weekly like, punch in the face called Three Strikes. Like man, this guy's pretty good. Hey, you know what? he's a good journalist. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be back. This is the Stupid Chimichangas. We are back on the stew pod. Mike Oz and Chris Swick here with you for the uh, important question segment. And Chris, this is not a full-on important question. It's just something I was thinking about this morning. I was listening to Wu Tang Forever, which is Wu Tang Clan's second album, uh, double CD. Came out when I was senior in high school. Man, it was a good year. We look we look forward to that for a good six months. Probably the most uh, anticipated album of my life. So I'm curious, what is the most anticipated album of your life? Wow, it's a good question. Um, most anticipated album of my life. Like, what did you just wait for for months and months and months and months? I mean, like when when Wu Tang Forever when it came when it was known that Wu Tang was going to put out a double album for their for the sec for the second group album. I mean, it was just like, oh my god, they're putting out a double album. And uh, I mean, it's all it's all we could talk about at school for you know for months and. Uh, when it finally came, you know, we 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 did school to, uh, you know, when, when the when the CD store opens, we can go there and, and buy it right away. Uh, and, you know, I mean, it was it was it was major, man. I don't know that I've had that experience with an album, Chris. I feel like we're, I've had. We're back to Chris disappointing me in the podcast, everybody. I feel like I've had more of that with movies, where like. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises, I was really excited about for months. Bought the tickets way in advance and tried to look up all the spoilers and stuff. And kind of the same way with Star Wars, except I really tried to stay away from spoilers. But I don't know. I mean, album-wise, I feel like any answer I give you would not be 100% true because I don't think I've, I've waited on an album for months Maybe it's just part at of, a time. Maybe it's just part of your modern life, Chris, where... Nowadays, they just albums just come out, you know. They just right. There's no, there's no six months of waiting for no. You're right. Forever to drop. It was probably a Radiohead album for me. All right, I'll let you ask your questions now, Chris. Give me your <laughs> give, me, give me your important questions. I have two semi-serious questions. Uh, one got? is because later tonight I will be getting on a plane and visiting my sister-in-law who lives in Minnesota, yeah. and. We are going to a Twins game on Saturday. They play the Blue Jays. I've not been to that park yet, and uh, I've heard really good things about it. I'm excited, and I think it will mark it will be the 11th park I've I've been to. So, 
I thought I would ask you which park that you haven't gone to yet is on the top of your to-do list. If you can go to any major league park, which one is it? Um, I think aesthetically, like I really want to go to Pittsburgh just because I feel like it's like yeah. a great looking park. Um, but like for history, it's probably Wrigley. So I guess that's kind of two answers. Um, oh, so you haven't been to Wrigley. I've never been to Wrigley. So I kind of feel like that's probably, I mean, you know, kind of has to be on the list. Um, but for like a place I'd really like to go, like sit and watch a game, I think like like I don't I guess I don't feel like that I would go to Wrigley and love it though, like I kind of feel like I'd be there like all right, I'm here, you know, right? Just about just the fact that you're there and and it but but it would be like sort of a I don't know isn't it kind of I mean I know they're making it better but I've heard it's it's not really as great as well I don't really love Wrigley but. Yeah. People will just scream bias at me yeah. if I say that. So, um, but I, I feel like going to I feel like going to the PNC Park. I think that would be kind of cool. So that that's kind of on my list. Um, spoiled though by the fact that AT and T is one of the best places. And yeah, AT and T I've been to. I, go I enjoyed pretty frequently. So, um, you know, spoiled there. Uh, so I guess it would be it would it would probably have to be Wrigley from like a you know respect the pillars of the game standpoint, but. Um, also Pittsburgh. I've been to both of those parks, and I, I really love PNC. Um, but outside of Target Field, I would say I would really like to get to Coors Field. That's kind of next on my bucket list. Nice. I've never been to Yankee Stadium, but I mean, it's a new Yankee Stadium, so it doesn't really right. it doesn't move the needle as much. Um, but I don't know. I've been to Fenway, so that's kind of one of the, you know, one of the... Me too. Ones. Me too. Yeah. All right, and sec number two, second one. All right, was thinking about this a little bit because the White Sox turned their second triple play of the season this week, which is incredible. And so I wanted to ask you, what is the craziest slash best thing you've ever seen in person at a ball game? Ooh, um... because. I'll I'll just I'll steal your thunder right away. No, you go because I need time to I think. I've seen a triple play in person uh, when I worked for the Brewers. Uh, I saw a triple play, third to what was it five five four three right five four three triple play. Uh, I, I guess I didn't realize how nuts it was at the time, but now with hindsight, I'm like, wow, I'm I'm never gonna see that in person again. That never happens. That, that's good. I don't know that I have like a really great thing that I've seen. Um, like I've never seen, you know, like a really wonderful like, walk off homer or anything like that. I guess the best thing I've seen was, um, and I mean, I guess it's it's sort of mundane except for the fact that it was a playoffs. Like, uh, like I watched Dave Stewart just you know mow through the Blue Jays. Uh, one year in the postseason when I was a kid in Oakland. Um, and it was, you know, but it wasn't like a, we threw a two-hit shutout. It was just like, you know, he just went to work on them. And, you know, he pitched a really good game. But, you know, it wasn't a thing like that. But that's probably like the most impressive performance I've seen. Right. And I think it was, uh, it was in 89, I believe. I think I got the, I think it was the Blue Jays. Um, it was either 88 or 89, one of those two years. And I, I've, if if we weren't actually doing a podcast, I would just look it up and I could tell you the exact. Yeah. Thing. But um, we're I'm on the spot, so 
uh, yeah, so that's probably like the best thing I've seen. Um, I went to no an All-Star game though. I mean, I went to an All-Star game. That was cool, but there, you know, it wasn't wasn't like a anything great happened. No milestone hits or no, pitching no. strikeouts or yeah, nothing, nothing big like that. And I was like seven, so I don't know that I would have you know appreciated. Let's say the so and so hit is you know or like Mike Trout doing the all-star game cycle or whatever whatever it was that he did you know like i wouldn't as a a seven-year-old i would have been like hit a grand slam yeah right right. so uh but yeah i I don't have i don't have any great um things as a as a fan although um from a from like a media standpoint and i guess i I didn't think of this this is included probably the best moment i've seen in that would be the the Travis Ishikawa uh, walk off homer. Um, and was that 2014 in the uh, uh, AL? It was ALDS, right? I mean NLDS, wasn't it? To beat the Nats. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The game Michael Morse hit the home run and then Ishikawa hit the walk off. So from like a professional standpoint, that's like the best thing that I've seen uh, in person. But from like just being a fan, or when I was a kid, uh, Dave Stewart. 88, I think. 88 or 89. 89. I think it was 89. All right. Got to differentiate, man. Because I, di- I didn't even think about, like, work for a second there. I was just thinking about when I was a kid. Yeah, like, man. The games I yeah. went to. But, um, yeah, I mean, from a, from a job standpoint, I guess I've seen, I've seen some good stuff. Work um, counts. Yeah, I mean, I saw, you know, World Series last year. I saw, uh, I saw the, uh, you know, the Red Sox won the World Series at Fenway. That was cool. That was a pretty neat thing. I hope I've sufficed. I hope, I hope I haven't disappointed you, Chris. Like, like you never. disappointed me. Never. Okay, good. Because you're a disappointment. I would never be that mean to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You're not really a disappointment. I like you. Yeah, yeah. You didn't disappoint me as much as the Bartolo Colon double life headline. Because come right, on, man. I really, know. If he's going to have a double life, he at least has to have, like, another job. That, that, that's my main requirement. I'm uh, I'm just gonna, we're just going to end the podcast, and I'm just going to go on about this like to myself all day. Like Bartolo Colon, double life. Make it happen for real. All right, I'm in. <laughs> you're, supposed to me, just cut, you're supposed to just cut me off and, and send me your mock-ups I'm for sure. the, uh, the film, the, the made-for-TV movie. Yeah, just 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 finish the show, Chris. Just end it. All right. Well, before we end it. I should tell you that you should rate and review us on iTunes. It's really easy to do. Just type in StewPod on iTunes. Give us five stars. Hopefully, leave us a comment. Hopefully, again, a positive one. Do that, and uh, we will be forever in your debt. And tweet me your Bartolo Cologne double life job ideas, because I want to know those. I want those. There thank you go. You, thank you for listening to my rants, people. Yeah. Is that going to do it? Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you just have to end it, Chris, because I'm just going to keep going on about this. Well, that's going to do it for the Subot today. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we will talk to you guys next week. Bartolo Cologne. Bye. Bye.